What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Inner Miami Podcast. I am Jay Kington, not alongside, but we got him on the line, Mr. Alex Papa George, coming to you from San Francisco, the Bay Area. Yes, Jay, I am not by your side, but I know I'm in your heart and I'm definitely in your mind, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've had a a wacky few days. Uh, Tahoe was incredible. Bachelor party was amazing. Definitely have some stories for you that I can't share on the pod because this is PG and this is a family program. It is. It is a family program. And I mean, to be so close, uh, and now in, in San Francisco, but not be able to go to that game must have been wrenching for you. It was tough. It was tough. But I got to say, it was a blast catching it up in Tahoe. And I got to also say, we have four new fans of Inner Miami. Me and a few of my boys were watching the game, tearing it up, grabbing a couple of Bud Lights. And these fans from, uh, or they were people from Pennsylvania, never watched an MLS game in their life before. And I got to say, they're supporters of Inner Miami. Awesome. Very good. Convert them while you can. Might as well, man. Might as well. But Jay, I got to say from Tahoe, and I'm sure you had an awesome experience over at Funky Buddha. It seems like our support was awesome out there. It is. And it was for sure. Um, I mean, obviously the supporters groups of the stadium were, were making noise, which was awesome to see. I did swing by uh, for the first half at Funky Buddha. I had some family responsibilities to take care of after that. So watch the second half. Uh, at the house while preparing uh, dinner and taking care of my son. Uh, but the first half was rowdy. I walked in there. Um, I know that a lot of people were going to the wharf for like the official kind of, uh, you know, club watch party. So I walked in there and I saw only like, man, maybe like five fans, a couple at the bar. So I just, you know, ordered a beer. And then I was like, you know, what? let me just walk to the back and see maybe if they're like, you know, chilling it on, on, on that kind of back party side, walk past there into their into the back and man just first thing caught my massive siege banner just packed back there probably i don't know man i'm not not too good with with guesstimating numbers but i'd say close to 80 if if not more than that was uh they were packed they were singing the whole time everyone was was having a good time uh everyone was in high spirits excited for the game and you know things got kicked off and uh man dude we, we got a lot of fun coming up on this season, just hanging out with all the supporters groups and all the fans. Yeah, listen, we're, we're, we're going to get into some game analysis here of what we saw on our first game against LAFC and also talk about a little bit of a preview of what we have upcoming here with DC United this weekend. But first and foremost, I got to say, Jay, I thought we played excellently for where we are as a team being the first game out there, having 11 new faces on the roster, playing together for the first time, and playing against a tough, tough team, which actually might be the best team in the league, and showing up and playing in a ruckus-like type of atmosphere and playing well. Yeah, no, it, it was, without being too critical, um, very impressed with this first performance. Obviously, a lot of room for growth and improvement, but overall, very excited. I, my personal opinion is that LAFC is is the best team in the league. Uh, they have the most potent score in MLS history. They have one of the most rowdy supporters groups and fan bases in all of the MLS. And I think it's something that we need to be able to, you know, kind of model our supporters groups off of and, and try and be better than that. But that is basically the, 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 the point that we need to be at, at a minimum level. The environment is great. They love soccer. It was a rowdy, rowdy environment. For sure. Game kicked off at 530 at Bank of California Stadium. That is LAFC's home stadium. They are the reigning 
Supporter Shield champions for a reason. Star-packed uh, squad, high-quality players, and they threw us to the wolves. And overall, I think we we, we responded, you know, quite well. I, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. And before we even get any farther, I want to say big shout out for everybody who went out to that game. Love the social media content that was flowing all weekend from the time you guys got on a plane to the time that you guys got over there to even some after parties. That was great to see. And we got to keep that up because, Jade, to your point, you know, LAFC supporters, you know, entire group in that entire stadium, you know, it doesn't happen by chance. There's a lot of things going on behind the scenes. And I think this was a good start to something special. Without a doubt, without a doubt. And I want to say shout out to to all of our fans in the Inner Miami podcast, because honestly, one of my kind of favorite uh, things or memories of this past Sunday was our phones were just blowing up from people reaching out to us on Instagram, on Facebook, and it yeah. continued throughout the game. My phone was always buzzing in my pocket, just people showing love, tagging us, uh, you know, asking us questions, you know, where, where to watch the game or, or just commenting on players and their expectations. So just to see that, I mean, I know we talk, you know, that we're, we're really lucky to have what, like 30 countries tune in and, and we obviously love interacting with the fans, but just to feel that excitement on game day was, that was, a, that was heartwarming. That was, that was really awesome. Put a smile on my face and just added on to, to the mood I already had that entire day, which was just watching the clock get closer and closer and closer to kickoff. Absolutely. Jay, couldn't echo you anymore. We we typically get a lot of conversations during the week, but the spike was insane this weekend, which is really pretty cool to see. Even people trying to hear a little bit of our, our a little sneak peek on what our analysis was. But, you know, if you don't do so already, go ahead and follow us on Instagram, Facebook at Inner Miami Podcast. Or you can go ahead and drop us an email at podcast at gmail.com or go ahead and check out our website at intermiamipodcast.com. And if you haven't done so already, love to hear from you on the comments in the App Store. Go ahead and write us a review, rating, all that good stuff. We truly, truly appreciate it. Yep, you got it, bud. That, that That's what we're all about, man. We want to hear the good. We don't like to hear the bad, but we try and build and uh, improve off that. So please give us a rating. Show some love. We do it for the fans. Yes, we do. And without further ado, Jay, I think it's time to get into a little bit more of what we thought of Gay One versus LAFC. Yeah, so overall, high level before we, we, we kind of break it down and get into it. Uh, what I did really like is uh, the defensive line we have. I know we've hyped him up really for the past six months. Um was a little surprised, honestly, that that uh, Alvis Powell got the start. We didn't see a ton of him in preseason, uh, but you know you had your 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 typical left back Ben Sweat, who's been rocking with us in that position pretty much all of preseason. Uh, then we had Nico Fagal, Roman Torres, and uh, Alvis Powell in our back line. But I, I really liked the way our defense was operating. There were times where you know they were porous, but I think overall they're going to continue to grow. But for them to hold LAFC to only one goal is something that is a very hard task in your first game after, what, practicing together for six months? Yeah, and, and that goal that was had by Vela there was truly special. That that was a beautiful chip shot from the top of the box, and Luis missed it by two inches. And... Yeah, he came off his line, which surprised me a little bit on that play because most chips you see are from an angle, right? From, you know, maybe the near post side over to the back post. But that was pretty straight on. So outside of that, and he almost got back to it. 
we would have you know had a 0-0 draw and there were chances we actually win this game. Yeah, I mean, listen, the opportunities were there at hand. We just didn't put it behind their goalie, but to have five players making their MLS debut for us was pretty impressive. The line at kickoff because <laughs> You know, if you've been with us from day one, you know I'm a little bit of degenerate in that world, was one and a half LAFC. So we actually beat the spread. We covered the spread in this game, which is actually something, you know, to kind of talk about a little bit because we did surpass and we did overcome what I think our expectations were from the majority of the masses in the MLS. Yeah, you know, some of these soccer commentators or analysts from MLS are really all over the the world you know, some of them really have had doubt, doubts about Inter-Miami and, and thought we were going to come out and, and really struggle. And to see us kind of prove all those people wrong, really, you know, have a great close game where, yeah, we had several chances to net a goal, uh, you know, but that's the growing pain, right? Our, our chemistry is still building. I did like uh, Will Trapp played a great game. He stayed back a ton, right? I would ideally like to see him go up and get more involved in the attack. But he was staying back and allowing Victor Yoya to, to get into the attack. But Will Trapp ran back, supported the defense in, in numerous different plays. And, you know, overall, I, I really like that aspect of our game, how we can have someone support the defense while the other, you know, defensive mid by nature can get into the attack. And then going into the midfield, you know, we got Pizarro, central piece. He's flanked on either side. We got Lewis Morgan on the left, Mateus Pellegrini on the right. And of course, as we kind of predicted would happen, the man Robbie Robinson got the start. So a kid right out of college, throwing him in there, and um, I was I was honestly I was impressed. There's all you know some some growing pains with getting in there and getting comfortable and kind of understanding what your role is. But there the chemistry you could tell throughout the game was building between Pizarro and Robbie Robinson, and if that continues to blossom, then those two can play off each other. And then we're going to actually start seeing some goals come from this team. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I thought it was very, very interesting. But also, you know, kind of like you said, we predicted that Robbie would probably get the start here this game one. Um, you know, I kind of even want to take it in a little bit more reverse order and work, and work our way from the back to the front. So I'd love to start with, you know, your thoughts in one word. If you can summarize how well Luis Robles played, I would love to hear it. I'm. Um, Dude, he's a wall. Wall is a oh, word you need to, to, to know, bro. I, I was literally like just chuckling because the 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 chant that the siege has come up with for him is so awesome. And I'm I'm not a singer, so I don't really want to like sing this on our on our episode. <laughs> I, I hope that you'll hear it. I I, I you know Louis is, is is someone we've had on the show. You know, he's, I mean, he's I, a I'll big consider supporter him a of the pod. And, yeah, and and you know, I. I it, it, he will. I cannot wait just to see him smile once he hears this chant. But it, it's really awesome. He's a wall. They've called him a wall, and I think that's the most accurate term you can you can you know say when you're describing Luis Robles. It was what eight saves he had. Yeah. You know, LAFC had seven, but he had eight. And I mean, it could have been a, a three four goal game for LAFC, but he made some beautiful saves. Yeah, if that was an average goalie back in goal, they're putting in four goals hands down in this game. He was an absolute stud, and he shows us why he deserves that captain. 
you know, you know, rec- recognition because what he was doing on the pitch was not just playing out of his mind, but he was also a true leader and directing players up and down the field. He was bossing them around, right? He was giving people bows as they were coming through inside the box. Like this guy showed and demonstrated why he was a leader and, and proved himself via example. Yeah, no, without a doubt. You know, I mean, LAFC, 21 shots for the game. We weed 15, but you know, the ones that they missed, they missed, but there were ones that, that very well should have gone on on an average keeper. And uh, not Mr. Luis Robles. No, he's been around this league for a long time. He's well known. And he showed us exactly why, you know, not only did we you know, bring him onto the team, but why we named him captain. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's evident enough that he was one of our biggest signings as we work our way forward. I think that there are obviously a few more players that really stood out in this game here. But hats off to Luis. 10 out of 10 game. Really excited to see him continue to be on this team as we move forward. And, you know, I guess this moves us to more of our back line here. And, Jay, I got to say, I got to ask you, you know, who who was one player that stood out to you the most in a positive sense. And then I got to ask it vice versa. Who is a player that you kind of need to see more from? Uh, in a positive sense, without a doubt, Nico Fagol. Uh, he played a, a great game. Uh, a lot of key tackles when he needed them. But one of the most things, like one of the, the, the most outstanding things to me that really caught my eye is he created this beautiful pass to Robbie Robinson from, from his own half, but you know, back in the defense, over everybody and just dimed it to Robinson. Um, this was the 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 shot where Robinson. I don't want to say chipped because it would be a really audacious chip to to try, but he he just he kind of chopped it went really high over the goal. Uh, but midway through the first half, uh, Nico had an explosive run up the, of the left side. He showed off his speed and his attacking prowess. Really, as a defender, he was up there and involved uh, in quite a few attacks. And you know, we'll definitely become a more menacing team if that continues. And one of the highlights was I love how he bodied Diego Rossi mm-hmm. in the 57th mm-hmm. minute. Like they were just kind of checking on the side and Rossi just kept coming back for more. And I think it was like the third or fourth time he came back, bro, he just decked him. I mean, he just like just kind of buried Sanders, like just leaned into it and dropped Rossi. Um, don't mess with Nico, man. He's a, he's a tough dude, but very decisive defensive plays, great slide tackles to stop Vela, uh, really notably in the 70th minute would have probably been a goal, but he was there to intervene. Yeah. One word that comes to mind for Fagal is stud. Absolute stud. He, he, he shows us why we were so excited when we had him on the team. I mean, coming over in his prime, he played out of his mind. He was probably one of the best performers actually this weekend across MLS, especially on the backside. So I couldn't be any more thrilled to have him on the team. And I think um, I think Ben played pretty well for the most part. He was shooting up the seams. He did almost show us his left foot from uh, kind of on the backside of the left box there one time. I was hoping that was uh, going to go in. <laughs> yeah, no, he looked good. And, and I mean, to your point, you're exactly right. Like Nico Fagal had the highest player rating of anyone on the team at, at, at 7.5, you know, without a doubt. But Ben looked great playing that left side. Great passes. He was creating movement through the middle third. He got up there as well. And again, you know, he's one of the guys who was making key tackles on defense. And you know, as much as anyone that listens to this show, I love me a defender that can score. And I think both, and, and more impressively, Nico, I think he can do it with his feet and his head. He, he's just a presence up there. He really understands the flow of the game and, and when to strike and when not to strike. And, you know, very, very impressive. But let me flip that on you. What, who were you? I don't know. What's the term to 
it's got to be delicate, right? Like, I guess you're going to get into yeah, what everybody's yeah. thinking right now, man. Like, I got to say, there, there were two areas that I was, you know, kind of hoping a little bit more for. I was surprised that Neelis, after kind of exhibition and playing pretty well through those exhibition matches, did not get the nod on a start here. Uh, especially with Robbie, you know, starting on attack, it tells me that at least Diego's open to these, you know, more rookies from the college ranks and playing big time minutes and whatnot. But I got to say, um, you know, Alvis Powell is someone that I was looking at all game. I think everybody was kind of a little bit confused on out of position, seemed like he wasn't prepared, quite ready for the challenge of what LAFC was kind of bringing to the table. Um, he did have some couple of sparks. I think in the second half, he actually started playing a little bit better, but I think moving into this game two here versus DC United, I would not be surprised if we saw Dylan Nealis get the nod on the start there. Um, and in addition to that, I thought, you know, Roman Torres held it down like the brick wall that he is. He is an absolute man amongst boys out there. I think, I think that that's just a little bit different. I think that's a little bit more of in cardio and getting in a little bit more of game time shape type of problem. Uh, it probably have been not a problem, just a hurdle or a challenge. But I thought that those were kind of two areas. I think that Roman, Ro- Roman is going to be someone who's a little bit more solidified there and giving some time to. But I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some mixing of the pieces on the side. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with you really on, on all of that. Uh, I think Nico and, and Roman are going to be the two central backs. And then I think Ben Sweat's going to be on that, that left side, uh, you know, per usual, that strong left foot. That that right back position is going to be, I think, uh, probably, I don't know about heavily rotated, but it will definitely be rotated until they can find, you know, who's the best fit for the team. But yeah, Powell... There were, you know, some like sloppy first touches where the ball got away from him. Um, just some ill-advised passes down the sidelines that went out of bounds. He, you know, he did, <laughs> I guess, highlight for me for some reason. He did absolutely wreck the LAFC goalkeeper. Uh, <laughs> in the second that, half, chasing that, down a long. That was the best play right there. Him. Just bang. <laughs> And I don't want to be, I don't want to be like, you know, a jerk or anything. I don't wish anyone to get injured, but just kind of, you know, seeing us play like men is, is impressive. So that, and then, you know, when Nico, uh, you know, body down Rossi, I was like, dang, these guys are out there. They're, they're, you know, ready to be physical and stuff, but you know, pal, yeah, he misjudged some balls. He wasn't really reacting quick enough. I, I, I don't know if he was, he just didn't seem settled in. Right. I don't know if that was a confidence issue or maybe, uh, you know, kind of getting back into a starting role issue. He didn't have the the, the greatest of, of seasons before this. So this was, you know, going to be kind of a bounce back team for him. But some growing pains. Uh, if there were some some flares of, of him, you know, being a great player. So it, it'll just depend on you know how he can improve moving forward. But you know, overall, I was impressed. They had a, a kind of a bend and a not break mentality, right? So again, they were kind of porous. There were times where. LA was able to get through, but they seemed to always kind of click back together when they needed to. The one thing that did confuse me, though, and I understand that in the Tampa Bay Rowdies games, they were more operating like a 5-4-1 formation. They got back to the 4-2-3-1, mm-hmm. but the, the the defensive line wasn't really pressing as high as they did against the Rowdies. They, they weren't really trying to keep LA back in their half. They seemed to play, you know closer to uh to the box and in and, and Robles so I was I would like to see that kind of switch and you know maybe kind of flow that out through the game where sometimes we're pressing high sometimes we're dropping back just like you know you know me you know Rick Patino 
you know, kind of full press guy, but great to to pull that back and kind of keep the the uh, the offense on their toes because they're not really sure exactly what type of of defense they're going to get. Yeah, yeah, and I think something that should not go unsaid here, especially at this point, after being a little bit critical of a few different areas, is, is that this is a really good LAFC team, and to hold them to one goal is is pretty is pretty good, especially being the first time out there on the field, and it really got me excited for what we can expect moving into this first quarter of the season, because I think that, you know, as most people do, that this is a gauntlet first quarter of the season for us, and this was a pretty good stepping stone, and at least in the right direction that I saw. Yeah, all things considered, amazing performance by the team. Yeah. First game, six weeks together. Definitely room for improvement, but Rome wasn't built in a day, man. I mean, LAFC is kind of that big brother, right? They've got a, a star Mexican uh, on their team. you got Carlos Vela, plays as a winger. I mean, really kind of similar to, you know, Pizarro could play out on a wing if he needs to. We've seen him get up, you know, and, and play more of a, of, a, of a, you know, attacking role over, you know, a central attacking mid role, but the new team, this is their third year. So we're in our first, they have an amazing supporters group. They have a, a lot of swag about their, their kits, their fans, everything. And, you know, I think the goal year one is make the playoffs, but you see the potential this team has, and they will get there. Eventually we've got the right ownership. Uh, we've got the right leadership, the right coaches, the right players. We'll, we'll keep going until we figure it out. And there is a lot of potential down the road for us to be a, a really just dirty team to have to play, man. I'm really excited for what I saw. Obviously, we all wanted to see a a win. We knew that was a tall order going against LAFC. Amazing team through and through. But, you know, I can't be upset with holding them to one goal in in so many chances we had to to tie and walk away with a 1-1 draw and get a point out of it. But, you know, let's just stay positive, and the future is going to be bright for this club. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, again, Vegas line, one and a half, and I hate to keep going back to Vegas, but we did beat the spread, which is something to talk about. So, you know, I think it was it was cool to see Diego Alonso's approach to this game, and I was a little bit more confused on the attack side of things, and I think the attack more comes with a little bit more time and figuring each other out, but you could tell in the back line if it was, you know, Aldis Powell, if it was Ben Sweat, they were streaking down the field in the middle of the field, and there's a fast people on our team, which was pretty cool to see. Yeah, I mean, 100% agree. Like, if we can get our, our defense up on an attack, like, it's it's going to be amazing. We're going to be able to, to to get numbers up. We'll be able to create more chances with, you know, some of our more stud midfielders and attackers in the box as they're providing service. Uh, you know, one thing I did notice, um, and it's not really being critical of, of Pizarro by any means, but we need to play through him more. We were playing over him, so we, we were – I was kind of thrown off by we played a lot of long balls and I was expecting us to stay to our short ball kind of ticky tacky possession based game. And we, we weren't doing that, but we need to pass to Pizarro and, and let the offense run through him. Uh, he wasn't afraid to pull the trigger when he had chances. We, we of course want to see more of that and the chemistry that was developing between Robbie and Pizarro. It, it, they showed connections at times and in a, a serious threat. So as that continues to develop, it'll be great. Um, outside of that, you had, you had Lewis Morgan on the left, Mateus Pellegrini on the right, and they were playing more centralized when I think, you know, Diego wanted them to be more on the outside playing the true, you know, winger position. And he made that adjustment. And then we started to see Lewis Morgan be able to come and make an impact, have some some nice service balls into the box. And then Pellegrini, you know, that kind of opened it up. I feel like we were just kind of too congested in the middle. 
and we need our wingers stick sticking to the outside to create more space for everyone involved. You know. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right with playing through Pizarro. I think the I mean, shoot, Pizarro was just signed with our team what like a week ago or so. So you, you know, it's hard to develop chemistry, and that was kind of what I think the glaring observations that I had at least on our attack was is that we just seemed not on the right page of things you know you touched on a big point that you took the words right out of my mouth is we're playing more long ball style which from what we've been playing in exhibition from what we've been hearing about Diego Alonso is he wants to play the short game a little bit more possession and you know there was one point in the game you look up and the possession was 65 35 and we're just not getting it done but you know Pizarro watching him out there Jay he hit a couple behind the back passes that were absolutely nuts yeah yeah there were some nice looks that were out there too like that last shot lee win had with with roman torres i mean we we have the creativity we just got to get the chemistry right and figure everything out because the the possession finished out 60.6 percent to lafc and 39.4 percent to enter miami you know so that's definitely something that we need to improve on we we need to have that more even if not we need to be you know the majority possession holder here you know, besides that, the other stat, I mean, both teams had 16 fouls. Both teams had had eight corners. It was a very evenly fought game, honestly, outside of, you know, a, a Robles coming off his line just a little bit. And then Vela just having that kind of killer mentality to put in an, an amazing just direct chip shot over him. Outside of that, this was a hard fought, you know, battle of attrition. Yeah. Again, we've been saying it here. Excellent first, excellent first appearance here. And I, I was actually coming away from this game pretty excited about Robbie. And at first, I was a little bit more apprehensive about it. He seemed like he was a little bit, you know, not, I don't want to say shy or maybe nerve. I probably nerves were getting to him. You know, this is a big game. That's probably what happened to a couple of these players, you know. But I think Robbie eventually, through the game, really started to progress. And I think he actually started to believe that he belonged out there. And if anything comes away with this time that, you know, Carranza is out, you know, for these first, you know, two months of the season, I think that this is really going to go a long way to develop Robbie. I agree. Uh, you know, there's obviously nerves. You're in your first MLS game, not, not first MLS game of the season, not first MLS game on a new team, first MLS game of your life. So clearly, I mean, those nerves are going to be there, but you can see the potential. There were some rush touches, rushed touches uh you know you could tell he was trying to process everything mentally but it grew as as the game went on right Mm -hmm. um you know there was a a time also where he could have gone down and taken a penalty but you know again he's he's so young and in his first game and that was great to see you know pizarro come over and talk to him and and kind of explain to him and like you're in between the ball and the defender if if, if they make solid contact you go down we get the penalty and, and and now we're tied that wasn't like the 59th you know minute or something like that but um he wasn't afraid to take shots, right? And and that's what what I really want to see out of you know our central uh, striker, right? It is someone that has the confidence, and typically it takes a while to get. But he was not. I mean, he he has no issue with creating a little space and then getting the shot off. And uh, he's going to be a real threat. You know, Carranza is out. What probably it was like ten to twelve weeks. And I think we are like two more months. Probably four weeks into uh, that. Yeah. So we got about two more months, and uh, you know. They, I was, I figured Aguadella was going to be subbed on and they're going to take Robbie off, but no, they actually switched to a three, five, two. So three defenders, five midfielders and two attackers with, um, Aguadello playing alongside Robbie Robinson. And that was kind of interesting to see with two strikers out there, how everything was going to go. Um, 
you know, and then McCone came on for, uh, well, they switched him like basically the same time. It was, it was Agudelo and, and McCone came on for Uyoya uh, and Pellegrini. And then um, Lee Wynn came on, uh, you know, later in the game, which was so awesome to see that the LAFC fans still love him and gave him a very warm welcome. I, they showed him signing autographs before yep. the game, but you saw that you saw the, the Ford official, uh, you know, raise his number up for the sub and he came on and everyone was just cheering and happy. And he was, you know, he, he, he wasn't, I'm not going to say almost had a goal because it was kind of directly at Vermeer, the keeper, but there's a chance if maybe if he got that off, off the ground a little more and into either side that he, he would have scored it, you know, with only being on the field for a few minutes against his old club. Yeah, he's, he's going to be an impact player for us. He's going to be like a little microwave off. Uh, probably, I mean, he's going to get some starts, you know, obviously dur- 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 during the, you know, entirety of the season, you know, we'll see how many of those are, but definitely a piece, you know, that's an important part of this club here moving forward. And one of the kind of the cool parts that I saw in the field and kind of developing, you know, you, you talked about a little bit with Robbie and Pizarro's chemistry building, you know, throughout the game. And I think all of us could kind of experience that as viewers. But one thing I really liked is that Pizarro and Robbie brought a toughness out there. They, they were in attack and they were holding their ground. Pizarro was just throwing people around, giving elbows. I love the intensity. It seemed like he really was getting into the game here where, you know, just the chemistry priest is a little bit of what's off, but I thought the battle that he had with Latif Blessing was something special. You could kind of see him going back and forth, playing hard. So uh, I think there's a ton of takeaways here that are that are going to be really positive for us. Yeah, I mean, there was a moment when he, when he, pushed, uh, he pushed Latif Blessing to the yeah, floor. Yeah, love it. And just like Latif threw up his hands and, and Pizarro just walks yeah. off like, like nothing even happened. He's like, whatever. Keep doing like, that. I, I love that attitude. Yeah, I, I love that physical attitude. Obviously, I don't want to be like the dirty team by any means, but I, I they're not as afraid to get in there, uh, you know, and insert themselves and uh, assert themselves rather. But um, yeah, you know what? Oh man, a win would have been so amazing just to to break our way into the MLS. But through and through, this team has a lot of potential. We're we're going through you know that first month, the first month is really a, a gauntlet of 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 a you know solid teams we have to play with with dc united and la galaxy uh then red bulls after that i believe um so just to make it through this and and go out there and show signs of improvement every game i think is really what i'm looking for and then you know as we get a Carranza back and then once we get you know come june when we get that number nine in that big name and add that into the attack man there's there's really no telling um, you know, where, where we could go, especially if everyone just keeps buying in to Diego Alonso's system. Uh, we get that possession up, we get that defense pressing a little higher. And once that, that, that offense, that attack really settles in, starts to understand each other and work and play off each other, man, it's going to be an exciting team to watch. It is. Yeah. And Jay, I, I think we'd be doing a disservice to our biggest fan over in Scotland. If we didn't give a shout out to Lewis Morgan. Veronica Morgan, I think you mean Lewis's mom. She is a, a fan of the podcast. Messages us, um, you know. We definitely want want to show her some love. We're uh, again very happy to have Lewis on this team. I think that as the game went on, he really progressed in his role with the team. Uh, again, served some beautiful uh, balls into the box, and as he continues to grow, man, he's going to be a very, very valuable asset. Couldn't agree more. And Jay, what what would be two takeaways as we're wrapping up this review of our game one that, that you had from our season opener? Uh, I would say defensively, we are, are a strong team for how early we are, you know, as a team really. And, and I'm including, 
you know, the back line in, in Luis Robles. So those five together as a unit will be able to, to really uh, stop a lot of attacks and Luis will have some beautiful saves for this club without a doubt. Uh, other takeaway is that the potential in the attack is just so untapped right now that, you know, who knows where it could be. But as they continue to play together and play off each other, man, we're going to be really scoring some goals. We're going to be making a solid run. And again, I think the 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 mark that we're going to be really judging this team at the end of the season will be, you know, playoffs or not, because I think we have all the pieces of a playoff team. Uh, from what we've seen so far of this team, and there's only you know room for improvement, really. So if this is kind of ground zero, our baseline, you know what we could be in you know two months down the road, four months down the road could be really fearsome. Yeah, I you you hit it on the head right there, Jay. The the biggest takeaway that I had here is that we have a lot of like great, great pieces of the puzzle here. And the only thing that we're struggling with, or not the only thing, but the, the main thing that we saw coming out of this game was just chemistry. And that's just going to take time. That's just going to be hanging on and off the field, getting a sense of how they play together. What's their style? What's their rhythm? You know, how, how can we all work as a synchronized unit to best get obviously our overall goal, which is to get a couple wins underneath our belt. You're exactly right. And I, we we have had very similar conversations to this going back to the first open, uh, you know, scrimmage preseason match, whatever you want to call it, and you know, even watching the the second one from the live stream, that's the biggest part right there is the chemistry that will come in time. But I really like the what we have the the kind of the the raw bones of this. Uh, of this ship right now or this uh, body, whatever you want. I like the, the the base structure we have, and then we're just going to continue to grow and become stronger and stronger. So, you know, cheers to the future, man. It's going to be a really fun and exciting inaugural season as we make a name for ourselves in this league. Yeah, and, you know, to kind of, you know, move on into the next topic here, Jay, where, where the game's on Saturday here against – DC United. It's another away game in a hostile area. DC is, you know, a pretty strong team out here. They finished, I think they were third actually in the East last year. Um, this team, this team's going to be a little bit tough, but I think that we have a great opportunity here. The, DC United is a little bit newer of a team as well. They they were known for their defense, and not their attack last year. It seems like they're kind of gone a little bit more of a vice versa. They've definitely added to their attack pretty substantially here as we're going to go into a couple more players to watch and who we can definitely mark up. But I think that as we kind of ride this wave of our enthusiasm and hype of our team right now, what I really wouldn't hate, what I really would hate to see is us come out there and lay an egg, honestly. I think that if we go out here and even get a W, and I think we can be that optimistic at that point, I think we're on to something special. Yeah, this is the, the the game where I really would be expecting us to be able to walk away with with a win, at least a draw. I, I, I if we lose this game, um, it'd be you know a little concerning. I, I think we really have the talent to beat this team. They're they're really one of the original MLS squads, right, from like way back in '96. But their roster right now is is kind of similar to ours, not to the extent, but yeah, there's a lot of new faces. Um, you know, a lot of moving pieces with that. I'd say. Probably the biggest, you know, addition and acquisition they had was, was they got Julian Gressel from Atlanta United, who is a stud, stud midfielder. And I bet Atlanta United is absolutely 
feeling stomach pains over this right now because I don't know. I, I watched quite a bit of soccer this weekend, uh, quite a bit of football, I guess, as, as we're going to uh, be calling it moving forward. Uh, but of all the games that I was able to watch, and, and there was a lot, they, I watched the uh, Atlanta United and, and uh, Nashville SC game, and there was a moment when uh, Joseph Martinez got banged up, and I was like, "Damn, man, that that ankle tweaked," and he was limping. And I was like, "Oh man, that, that that's like kind of, the way it, it bent was like very ACL tearish, like you see in you know basketball or football." Yeah, and it uh, was an ACL the, tear. Yeah, the bad news came today. Uh, Joseph Martinez is is going to be out for quite a while, which I never want to wish any serious injuries upon anyone. Uh, maybe unless you're a you know Florida Gator or something like that. But, um, <laughs> Damn. But, uh, yeah, you know I, I don't want to. I don't really want to like be too happy about that. But I, he will not be playing uh, on July 23rd when Atlanta United come into into our house to play us. So you know that definitely increases our chances of walking out of there uh, with a W. Not to take away from you know Atlanta United's team, but. Uh, that was the bad news, but that was kind of the big, you know, piece that I think everyone from DC United wanted to see this past week was exactly how Julian Gressel, you know, was going to acclimate to the team. And you could tell kind of similar to what some of our players are going through. There was definitely some growing pains, uh, you know, as he becomes you know, in tune with everyone around him and his new team. But, um, you know, still, a, you know, I don't want to underestimate these guys, right? I think there's a, a solid chance they lost to the Colorado Rapids and then, uh, you know, added time goal and uh there were times where it was a very very kind of back and forth chippy game uh, one thing i think is notable about this squad and uh, i know you've you know quite a bit to say but uh from what i saw they, they seem to primarily kind of play through the middle and, and and only utilize the wings really on occasion so that's kind of different from how alonzo's structuring our offensive of having these wingers out wide so it'll kind of be a battle to see us you know, kind of going from the outside in and then just kind of going really from, you know, the back line all the way to the attack but, and keep a lot of it centralized. So I think that's going to be some of the key differences here. But it's a, it's a doable task, man, and it's going to be a fun game. It, it is a doable task. And, you know, this is a game that it's going to be really even. And I think that it's going to be a true measuring stick of where we are here. I know we're only, this will only be our second game in, but I think that this is a true measuring stick. I think it's absolutely winnable, which is great. I think LAFC is just a really tough first game for all of us, but you know, you touched on it. They're one of the original nine MLS teams, probably honestly, Jay, probably even the most like decorated team in the MLS. They have two U.S. Cup Opens and four MLS Cups to their name, which is pretty impressive. They're yeah. they're coached by Ben Olsen, who actually was a previous player, but he's been coaching for a heck of a long time right now. 300, was it 348 games, I believe? And he was a part of their championship in the Open Cup in 2013. And I actually want to correct myself here as I am surfing the thing that we call the internet they were fifth in the east last year not third they were fifth and they were actually 10th overall in the league and they lost round one to toronto five to one which obviously toronto went on to do some damage in the playoffs and kind of something i was touching on a little bit earlier there was that this is a this is more of what they've been known for over the years as a defensive team they they definitely have that mindset last year they they, they only allowed 38 goals, but they only put up 42 goals. 
So it's a team that kind of relies on their back line. However, you know, you touched on it, that there's a couple additions here on this team. Edison Flores is kind of one of their biggest. They actually got uh, Iguain, but he will not fully come onto the team, I think, until June, if I'm not mistaken. But Flores is definitely a huge addition as well as Gressel, you know, coming over from Atlanta United. But, you know, they they, they lost Wayne Rooney over the offseason, which, you know, is always kind of a little bit lost on the field and on the locker room. But, you know, it should be it, it should be a really gritty game. And I think that Inter Miami fans out here can uh, be be really optimistic about this uh, game here coming this Saturday, Jay. Yeah, I mean, you're right. So this is post Wayne Rooney era for them, right? I mm-hmm. mean, he was Wayne Rooney's of, I mean, you watch soccer, if you watch any, any football of the past, you know, 10, 15 years, you know exactly who Wayne Rooney is and what he could bring to the table. So he was one of those, you know, big name stars that came over and did a little stint in the MLS. And, and they did, I think that just broke today that they got, uh, uh, Iguain, Federico Iguain, not Gonzalo Iguain, not 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 the the, the Argentinian stud that plays at uh, Juventus right now. Would have been but interesting because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so he he's actually coming on. Uh, Federico is coming on as a player and also as a player development coach. So that's kind of an interesting role, hmm. player coach combo, you know. But he was uh, one of the big big names that played for Columbus Crew. I believe it was the captain over there, and um, he was fell out of contract, and I think he battled through some injuries. So this would kind of be a come back uh one one last comeback before he retires is what this looks like but they've definitely uh supplemented their team well um they're they're the part that i found really interesting is is they only have six defenders on their roster they have 13 midfielders on their roster so they're just absolutely deep with midfield and only technically two forwards so uh, you know, if it is going to be a defensive game, obviously I, I like our defensive chances. Um, it's really going to depend. Can, you know, Pizarro, Pellegrini, uh, Morgan, Robbie, or, you know, maybe Agudelo gets a start this time. Um, although I'd, I would highly implore just keep Robbie and let him keep developing. But can they just make something click for, you know, really all you need is one solid attack, make it click, put that ball at the back of the net, and we can walk away with a W. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, I, a player to watch, too, is um, Ola Kamara. He joined the team last year, only played five games, but scored in three of them. And it's funny, actually, I'm really good friends. Not really good. We used to be good friends with Earl uh, Edwards Jr., who's actually the backup goalie on this team. Him and I go way back in the day playing sports together. And him, he was, he was talking a little bit of smack, Jay, I got to say. He was talking a little bit of smack. But this was the one guy that he was like, dude, he's like, watch out for this guy. He's something special. So, you know, I think that we're pretty excited about our back line and what it can be and maybe even a couple adjustments that we can make. But, you know, it's it, it, it's a pretty strong attack here with Julian Gressel, Ola Kamara, and, you know, to wrap it up, you have Flores. So it, it's yeah. going to be a tough battle, but I think we're up for the challenge. I, I do. And, and I'm sure your buddy's probably very happy that uh, he's, he's he won't be the starting goalkeeper, so he doesn't have to, <laughs> have to, you know, get a goal scored against him by Inter-Miami. Um, oh, yeah, the no, smack uh, talk was reciprocated. Kamara's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a good player. I was watching him. Um, he's a quick player. He, he can hold his own up there in the attack. It was interesting because it was uh, Ala Kamara versus Kai Kamara, who plays for uh, Colorado Rapids. So, uh, you know, fordable, fordable attack for sure. Um, but I got a good feeling about this one, man. And, and now that we kind of have some 
you know, it was tough to really make a, a, a prediction for that that LAFC game because they're just, they're just we really haven't seen a lot of of the actual starting squad playing together. So we have a little bit better idea, and I think that if we can play the same way we played against the best team in the league, the best scorer in the league, Carlos Vela, if we have those results and we take it down, you know, they're number one. You know, we'll come down to to you know fifth in the Eastern Conference or, or tenth overall. Uh, I think that we can definitely walk out of this with with a win, which would be great for our confidence and our momentum and, and really be, you know, the kind of early uh, turning point, if you will, that we're going to need to get some of this swag together because the following week, man, we got LA Galaxy and, and Chicharito is now there. Uh, Pavone had an absolute worldy of a goal from outside the box against the, the Houston Dynamo. Um, but this, this, is a, this is a very needed win i'm not this is not make or break by any means in regards to our season season overall but i can't really stress how crucial this game is to walk away with a win because we're sandwiched between the two teams from la and we need to to be able to get that confidence up at an early level to continue to build and i think we can do that jay i don't i don't mean to say this so aggressively but i think we go in there and just lay the beat down on them and I hate to be that optimistic, but I think we're just going to lay the beat down, man. I think we're going to walk away a 3-1 W on this. I think Pizarro is going to get two goals in this match, and I think Pellegrini is going to come back and surprise us. Yeah, that, so I don't know if we touched a lot on, on Pellegrini, but yeah, that's someone that um, I'd, I'd really like to see step up into a you know a more um, important role with the team. You know, I, I think he's got the talent. He's just got to settle in. Um, you know, I like I... I'm kind of scared to, to give us a three goal prediction again because I just, you know, as I said the last episode, I think the the first task on hand here is just scoring one official uh, MLS regular season goal. Um, I, I I'm probably looking at um, honestly like a I think maybe a two one two one win. Um, I would love to be able to see us get you know more than two goals, but uh, if once that defense, I mean once that that attack of ours clicks, then then I think we're gonna we're gonna get some goals. But I think biggest thing when in worst case scenario can can only be a draw we, we we i don't want to see us lose this game we need to come out strong uh it's going to be a hell of a game and then after that we have our home inaugural game and then i believe the following week the rebels are coming to town then we're away after that and then back home for i believe the philadelphia union so be patient enjoy watching this team on tv on espn wherever you can find it, enjoy it while you can on the TV, really see them build because the madness is about to come to South Florida. And there's going to be so much energy in that stadium. You know, it might be a little difficult for you and I to see every play so we can take mental notes to kind of give a breakdown to everybody because there's just going to be so much excitement and jumping up and down. And man, cannot be more excited, especially after seeing us take the big dog in the league and hold them to only one goal, which I know pains that team very much because they love scoring multiple goals. Yeah. Jay, Jay, we're walking out of here with a dub, man. We're walking out of here with a big dub, man, a statement to the league. And I can't wait to see it. Me either. It's going to be a glorious, glorious moment. It is. It is. And, you know, Jay and I have been working on some pretty cool segments for the pod. This this whole travel trip that I have been on this week has thrown a little bit of a wrench. But moving into next week, you can expect a little bit of different formats as well as a few different segments that we're going to go ahead and implement inside the podcast. So we're looking forward to doing that with everybody. And 
you know, I think that this was an exciting day one for us here. It was a lot of lead up to this moment. I think we can be uh, really proud of our guys and, you know, look forward to this weekend game and, you know, keep up the support, everyone. Yep. I cannot wait. Saturday is going to be a fun day for me and you, buddy. Yes, it is, Jay. And hopefully for all of our <laughs> listeners, too. <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, it's my son's birthday this week, and we will be uh, throwing a little party for, for him and some family uh, down on Fort Lauderdale Beach earlier in the day because, you know, I had to, had to make sure that we knocked the birthday party stuff out, and then uh, we'll catch the game afterwards. You and I, I don't know, we'll figure out where we're going to roll. Might just do Funky Buddha because it's easy. Go see the siege again. Uh, but... Uh, I know everyone. It, it's finally here. We're we're now officially kicked off. We're in the season, so just nothing but you know good times to roll out here over the next several several months. And uh, we're looking to really improve, uh, you know, the quality of the show and and, and and you know listen to the feedback that uh, the fans get us and you know kind of switch up some things here and there. But overall, I think it's going to be a, a you know massive um, you know improvement for us. We just continue to grow, and you know thank you to all the fans again. It was great having everyone reach out on the game. We cannot. Uh, be humble and be, be grateful enough for all of you guys. We do it for you. Um, we hope you you enjoyed this one. And, um, you know, Alice will be back here next week. And uh, we'll get things, you know, moving along like we have. Absolutely. If you don't, like we say all the time, do follow us on Instagram, Facebook at Miami Podcast. Shoot us an email at intermiamipodcast at gmail.com or check out our website. We make it really simple for everybody out there because we know this world's tough. So as Jay said, thank you for joining us this week and we look forward to being back with y'all soon. Vamos Miami. Vamos Miami.